Thank you for listening to this recording of Family Bible Church's Sunday morning message. We pray that God will use this word to bless and encourage you. Years of your life will be many. I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered. And when you run, you will not stumble. Take firm hold of instruction. Do not let go. Keep her, for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked. And do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn away from it and pass on. For they do not sleep unless they have done evil. And their sleep is taken away unless they make someone fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or the left. Remove your foot from evil. And may the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. You may be seated. Thank you, Jonah. Well, over the past two weeks, we have been considering the concept of the pursuit of wisdom. Here we go. The pursuit of wisdom. And as we considered the passage, we saw that uh, there were the if statements and then the then statements. And that they made a... a a summarized statement, which you have on the top there, says, if you truly want wisdom and seek for it like the treasure that it is, then you will understand the fear of Yahweh and find the knowledge of God. There's a promise that goes with the requisites that are there. There were four requisites, if you remember, that were there. The ifs, if you receive my words, if you incline your ear to wisdom, if you cry out for discernment, if you seek her as silver, then you will get these things. Today, we're going to continue on with that vein, if you would, of this pursuit of wisdom by considering the path of wisdom. And truly, the path of wisdom really is, if you would, the straight path. We, we talk about following the straight path. But once you come to Jesus Christ as your Savior, the reality is you have entered the straight path. Now, the challenge is, Keep into it, stick into it, not being turned to the left or to the right. And so, um, that's okay. Got it. So, walking along the path of wisdom is akin to walking the straight path, okay? So, Jesus said in John 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except what? By me or through me. The idea is that I am the, I'm the way. I'm the path. If you want to find the way to God, you've got to enter through me. And so Matthew 7, he said, enter by the what? The narrow gate. So, who is the narrow gate? Jesus. Elsewhere, he said, I am the, the door. Make sense? He's not really a door, door, you know. He's, 
that the idea is that he is the, the entrance. He is the, the way that we enter into that narrow gate. We enter in through him, and we travel along then on that way. For wide is the gate, broad is the way. Okay, and so this is these derricks and oryx that, now this is, again, this is in, in Greek in this part, but it relates back to the, the Proverbs where we're using the word derrick and oryx, okay, that wide is the gate, broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in it, go in by it. And that's that wide path is going to lead to nothing but destruction, okay? We're going to talk about that even a little bit more today, this whole concept of the path and where the path lead. And so if you continue to the, on the straight path, and I joked yesterday with the, the men's breakfast, I've got a little Hermie and Wormy clip I wanted to show up here. And if you, if you ever guys have ever watched Hermie and Friends, okay, they have one, it's called the straight path. And so um, Max Cato put these out for kids, but they're really good for adults, you know. And, um, and so it's just a neat thing because it, I can't remember the name of the, the snail. Anybody remember the name of the snail? Anyways, he's invited him to his party. And so every, every, he, gets, he gets distracted, you know, to, to go off and to, to do something and do this way. But then the, the snail comes up and he says, Just follow the straight path. You know, and so he says, Oh, I got to follow the straight path. And he goes on and on. But eventually they come to this fork in the road and he finally says to, um, Hermie says to Wormie or Wormie says to Hermie. Anyways, and, and says, We're going to go this way. I know this way is a shortcut. And, and the other says, it was Don Knotts and, and Tim Conway, or the voices behind it. Anyways, and Tim Conway's the one who wanted to get into off, go off the path, right? And, and Don Knotts, so whichever, that's Hermie or Wormy, says back to him, he says, No, no, remember what you were told. Follow the straight path. Oh, I've been following that the entire time. But this time, I know better. I'm wise in my own eyes, right? Did I know this is going to be a shortcut. Well, it leads to a cliff. Anyways, so the point is, you follow that, that, that broad path. I had another picture I was going to put up. It was Marsha and I. On, we were on a, on, yeah, anyways. But I personally took these pictures. It was really kind of fun because I thought ahead of time, this is a great picture of the narrow path and the, and the, and the broad path. We were going to see these waterfalls. There was these twin waterfalls that was beautiful up in North Carolina. And you just kind of know where it was going to be, right? But as you go, the, the, the path was a narrow path. But all of a sudden, there was this wide path led, led to the right. I was like, whoa, this is really impressive. So I wonder what's there. Well, what was there was the Raging Creek, you know. And so if you were just running and you saw, well, there's the, this narrow pathway going up a hill or there's the wide one going this way, and you just kind of turned and went in three steps, you would have been into the creek, you know? I mean, it was just a perfect illustration. So, but that's what life is like. That's what this is all about. Jesus tells us, challenges us to enter in at the narrow gate for, for, because narrow is the gate, difficult is the way that leads to life, and few there be that what? Find it. So, if you've come to Jesus Christ as your Savior, you know that. If you have, then you have entered the what? The narrow gate. But along the way, it's going to be what? It's going to be difficult. Okay? You've got a promise. We've talked about this in the past. I'm not going to dwell on it right now. But you've got a promise about that, okay? And so along the way then, there are going to be these trials. There's going to be these temptations. There's going to be these uh, desires that are going to be presented to you to go some way else. And that's what we've got to be careful of. And so Yahweh challenged Joshua 
as Joshua was about to lead the children of Israel in this same thing. I mean, he's got big shoes to fill, right? He's going to take over for Moses. And Yahweh says to him there in Joshua 1, he says, only be strong and very courageous. Don't forget that part. We quote that a lot, be strong and very courageous, and we just kind of forget it. But this is what Yahweh is challenging him to be, strong and courageous. Why? That you may observe to do all to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. You're going to need strength and courage to do what? Or to not do what? To the right or to the left. That's exactly right. You're going to, and that we read that, we're going to see that in our proverb today as well. That the, 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 the strength, the courage to not turn to the left or the right. Because that's the way the world's going to go. Proverbs 14, 12, and 16, 25 says, There's a way that seems right unto a man, but the ends thereof are the ways of death. The narrow gate, the broad path. Okay? So, the challenge is to stay on the straight path of wisdom. So, that's where we're going to go today. There are a lot of verses on your sermon note sheet. If you looked at the sermon note sheet, you probably already cringed and said, Oh, good grief, I wish I brought lunch with me. And so, um, a lot of those verses, we're not going to go to. They're there for your studying pleasure, okay? And so, I would challenge you to go to those and and, and cross-reference them and, and look at them later to see how it goes, okay? So, but we want to look at this beginning in Proverbs chapter 2, um, beginning at verse 10. Um, with the, the promise that we're given. So if you remember, I'm going to look at verse 8 and 9 as context, bringing us into ch- to verse 10. But Proverbs 2, beginning of verse 8, we read that Yahweh guards the paths of justice and preserves the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness, justice, equity, and every good path. And if you remember, we talked about in every good path, that literally was the word for a well, well-worn path, um, um, more of a, like a track that was going on. And so that if you would do these things, then you will understand these things. So we continue on then in verse 10 with the when. So the assumption is, going into verse 10, that you have done those four requisites, right? That you, if, 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 then you understand. And so then you are gaining wisdom. So now going into verse 10, there is the assumption that those things have happened. So if you're coming here right now and, and you haven't done step one and two, then in a sense, stop here, go back to step one. Redo step one and step two because the rest of this is meaningless to you. You haven't entered the, the straight path. Does that make sense? So you've got to enter the straight path before you do the rest of this. Okay, so when, verse 10, when wisdom enters your heart, in knowledge is pleasant to your soul. Discretion will preserve you. Understanding will keep you. For what purpose? This is the, the promise. To deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things, from those who leave the paths, the orach, of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perversity of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and, whose, and who are devious in their paths. And that's the well-worn. Now, I want to state this. In the back, I put 12 of these there. If somebody wants one of these later, just let me know, and I can send them out through Steve or whatever. But this is, so remember I, I told you before, I like to colorize things, okay? And, and I like to, 
I'm not an English major, okay? But I have found, okay, that it's good for me to block diagram passages. It helps me to know what goes with what, okay? So, for example, there are two promises, okay? And so it comes at verse 12, to deliver you from the way of um, evil, and then down to verse 16, to deliver you from the immoral woman. The, t- the words are right there. So if you block diagram it, it's pretty simple. The, the outline is, again, right there for you, okay? So if you'd like one of these, there's 12 back of there, 12 on the back table. I'm kind of preaching from that, okay? And so, but if you, if you didn't get one and you want one, let me know. We can send it out via email, okay? But so the first of the promises, then, is to deliver you from the way of evil. And the way of evil, then, is going to be epitomized, as we saw in these next verses, okay? So what's the way of evil? Well, the way of evil, first of all, is the man who speaks perverse things. Now, again, I don't have time to get into all these things, okay? I wish I did. But the, the fact is, the, the, the perverse things that are spoken here is the, the, the word means to, to turn or overthrow. So when you think of then things being perverse on, in this situation, it's someone who's desiring to overthrow or to turn, to torque, to twist things. Okay? So, the way of evil. It's someone who likes to do that. So if you know someone who likes to do that, then what? Be careful of them, because they're leading you in the way of evil. What's the second one? Okay? Those who leave paths of uprightness. Verse 13. Okay, the path there again is the word um, auric, and... Um, the, the word uprightness is yashar, and so we talked about that in the past, and it literally means to, to be straight up, okay? And so the idea, then, is someone who leaves the paths of uprightness in order to what? Walk in the ways of darkness. So they were seemingly walking in the what? The right path. Yeah, in light. They seemed like they were walking in the light. They seemed like they were walking. But they left it. To walk in darkness. Okay? So again, someone's out there and they've, they're epitomizing that. That's a person to avoid. Okay? Because they're leading you into trap. What's the third one? Those who rejoice in evil. And then the flip side of that, they're delighting in the perversity of the wicked. Again, the, the perversity of the wicked is the same as we saw in number one. Okay? Those who speak perverse things. So they're delighting then in these things. Okay, so if we remember 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter, right? All the, the character traits of love, that we're told that agapao love, selfless love, doesn't rejoice in evil. So this person is. They're rejoicing in, in badness. They think it's fun. You can apply that however you want. But I just think it's when I begin, when when... When wickedness and evil and badness, according to the, the guise of God, makes sense? So righteousness is what? What is right according to the definition of God. So when something other than that starts to be appealing to me, does it make sense? I've got to be careful. When I'm rejoicing in it, when I'm, when I'm looking forward to it, I've got a problem. So if there are those that are out there that are rejoicing in evil, and especially the ones who have then... Um, walked away from the path of our rightness and, and they're delighting in the, the perversity of the wicked, then they're ones for me to avoid. They're going to be pulling me down, not lifting me up. 
you can say, well, I want to be there to be a good influence for them. We'll see in a few weeks from now with one of the pearls, but evil communication corrupts good manners. He who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. Okay? Number four under this. Those who are crooked. Those whose ways are crooked. Verse 15, I think it is. Yes. Um, It's used in conjunction. This word crooked is used in the Old Testament in conjunction with the words decay and tortuous. Um, And so when you think of that then, um, not necessarily crooked like a crooked cane, like this thing, but think of something that um, actually brings pain um, and brings rot. Okay? That's what this word crooked here means. And so someone whose ways then are doing those things you want to avoid. Finally, um, those who are devious. Devious. They're devious in their what? Their paths. And so the word path there again is the word Miguel. That's our word for the well-worn path. So when you look at somebody, and so this, literally this word, I love this actually when I looked up. It literally means untwisted or unentwined, fraying from the norm. It can be translated aberrant or deviant. So it's, so picture um, your, your, your cord, right? And you cut, the, you cut the, um, the string. In fact, I'm thinking string here right now because I'm thinking about, I'm working on my um, screen porch. And so we set up our, our square to, to, so we make sure when we put our, our concrete p- piers up, they were square. And so when we cut the string, instantly the end of the string wanted to fray, and that's this word, that it just wanted to kind of untwist. It wanted to come apart from everything else. It wanted to be out on its own, if you would, kind of concept, okay? And so those who are devious or deviate, if you would, okay? So there, the idea there is that they are just wanting to be different, from others. Now, again, that doesn't mean that everybody's got to walk lockstep and da 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 da. But when somebody just wants to be different for the sake of being different, then sometimes there's something to, to put up your you know, antennas on and go, beep, 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 beep. You know, what's happening here? Why? That tends to be a more of a rebellious concept. Make sense? So, to be careful of that. So, this is, again, not from me. This is from God's word, right? So, to deliver you from the way of evil. So, what's the way of evil? Those who are speaking perverse things, those who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, those who rejoice in doing evil, those who are crooked, and those who are devious. Okay? So those are the people that I want to be careful of. And so when wisdom enters my heart, when wisdom enters into my heart, what's it going to do for me? Look at the passage. It's going to deliver me. So what is, bring that out. So what's it mean? So when wisdom enters my heart, what am I going to naturally start to see? Say again? Well, not all that go away. Hopefully all that go away in me. But hopefully that as I grow in wisdom, right, I start to see this in others. Make sense? You may not have noticed this in your, in your, in your Christian life. You, maybe you've, you've marked it. But it, it's, it's like watching your kids race. You know, I look at Anna right now at 13, you know, and becoming a lady. And I don't remember when the transition happened from baby to toddler and toddler to young child and young child to adolescent. Does it make sense? It just happened. Does it make sense? Now, somebody who hasn't seen us for multiple years, if they saw us every three or four years, 
they would see what? The major change, right? Whoa, wow, you know, man. You know, I mean, last time I saw you, you were just, you know, da-da-da-da. Somewhere, so if you've been a believer for a while, hopefully this is true, okay? It should be true, better be true. Maybe that, you got to check if you're a believer or not. Anyways, that you have grown in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The more you have spent time in God's word, the more you have been transformed. Because he who began a good work in you promised that he will continue to perform it till the day of Christ. Does it make sense? So if you're really a believer, this is straight up, if you're really a believer, then if God is true, then he is continuing to work in you. If there has not been any growth in you, then you got to consider whether you really entered into the straight gate. You're tracking with me on that one? Okay. Now, you probably didn't notice all these things happening, but somewhere along the line, those things you started to notice more and more. So, for me, what was noticeable for me, since I DJed and music was my life, there was this process, this stage of me throwing away music. When I first got saved, it was easy to get rid of satanic rock. I mean, it just kind of made sense, right? Highway to hell, it didn't make any sense anymore, right? I was not on that highway, okay? And so, Def Leppard, ACDC, you know, all the Blue Oyster Cult, Don't Fear the Reaper was crying. I mean, literally, I could hear it crying out to me, listen to me one more time, okay? So all those things just were just, they had to go. That was first wave of trash had to go. But then there is this next wave of, like, sticks. And so maybe I'm stepping on toes. I hope I am if, you, if you're still listening to this trash. Anyways, um, but there's this next wave of Kansas and, and sticks that, that had to go. They just had to go. They're teaching me wrong stuff. And I can sit here and I can quote to you Sticks songs and, and Kansas songs and all this. I mean, I can quote, still quote the ACDC and Def Leppard. I'm not proud of that. Okay? But it's all been ingrained in my brain. And so all of a sudden I realized, man, that's teaching me wrong stuff. That's got to go. But then there was this next wave. It wasn't focused on God. Look, there's a whole lot of stuff to listen to. There's a whole lot of stuff to watch. But that stuff's not leading me in the wisdom of God. It's leading me in the wisdom of the world. And so even Carly Simon's got to go. There's only one that I've kept. I can't even remember the name now. What's her name? May I have this dance? What's her name? Ann Murray. Because on that one is May I Have This Dance, and that was our, our wedding song. So it's kind of hard to get rid of your wedding song. I mean, it's, it's like I'm as well singing our D-I-V-O-R-C-E is final today. Anyway, so, um, <laughs> so I'll keep the last dance. But that's it. Everything else had to go. Does that make sense? Because it wasn't focusing me on Christ. And so, there's a part of wisdom. So, all these people are in those songs. I, I mean, I don't know if you think about it, but there, all this is playing out in worldly music. That was just my area. You can pick your area. Make sense? It may be movies. Think about the movies that you watch. Do they epitomize that? Why are you watching them? You know what? There's a whole lot of godly and Christian movies out there. Well, they just don't have the impact. They don't have the, the, they're just not as exciting. So what? I promise you, you watch them enough, they start to become exciting. You got to change the way you think. You got to change the way you, you got to get rid of the stinking thinking. You got stinking thinking from the world and you got to get rid of it. Walk in the right paths. And I promise you that God will help your delights and your desires change. I'm going to go way back to the first messages. Do you really want it? Do you really want it? If you really want the wisdom of God, he'll give it to you. But you've got to make decisions that you don't want the things of this world. 
So if you're clinging to any idols, they're idols. If you're clinging, they've got to go. They're leading you down the wrong path. It's the way of evil, not the way of righteousness. To deliver you from the immoral woman. Now, sure, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this one because this we, we get into R and, you know, yada, yada, yada. So this is sort of PG here. I'm not even going to go to PG-13. But, we'll, but you can read all what it says about this immoral woman, right? But what I want to bring out here on this is that there are two women or two um, things that are described here about her. This is in verse 14. It says, um, I'm sorry, verse um, 16, to deliver you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forsake, forgets the covenant of her God, for her house leads down to death and her path to the, to the dead. None who go to her return, nor do they regain the path of life. Right? And so, first word is the immoral woman. Literally, in Hebrew, is the word zer. It means another of a different kind. Nadab and Abihu offered another fire, strange fire. It wasn't righteous fire. It wasn't that which was according to God's will fire. Does that make sense? Okay. So, so the word literally just means another of a different kind. So we read from Paul in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, what has light to do with darkness? What has Christ to do with Belial. Look, what does a believer have to do with an unbeliever? There, there's, there, there shouldn't be. Okay? Now, I understand some of you may be unequally yoked right now, and that's, your, that's where you're at, and, and hopefully you, you're praying for the, 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 the salvation of your spouse. But for you, youngins, who aren't married yet, you need to understand this. That wisdom will deliver you from... Now, we say immoral woman, but I'm going to put immoral spouse there, okay? Because women, girls... You, you know, we live in a day where you're not going to be stuck marrying whoever dad gives you to. Okay? Anna says, yes, thanks. Um, and so, but you've got to be careful who you give your heart to. Whether he's a godly man. And you've got to wait for God to work out what your need is. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. God knows your needs. And he knows them better than you know your needs. But guys, we are so susceptible because we are so visual. And we are caught away, not by how godly they are, but how goodly they are. You understand what I'm going at, right? And we've got to be careful. So wisdom, when wisdom enters into your heart, the second thing it does for you, it delivers you from this strange woman. This woman of a different kind. And then it talks about the seductress, which is the word nakri'i. Uh, it's an outsider, one who is not of your people, we see in 1 Kings 8.41. Ruth called herself a nakri. So, so get rid of the word seductress for a second. That's an interpretation. Okay? Be careful of that. Be careful of interpretations in the word. Okay? Ruth wasn't calling herself a seductress. Do you get what I'm saying at here? Okay? Okay? But she understood she was a foreigner. She understood that she wasn't a, a true Israelite. Okay? So both of these words kind of go together synonymously to tell us that we've got to be careful of, if you would, Bob's interpretation here, Bob's application of the unrighteous person who may steal your heart. Someone who is walking outside of the path. Does it make sense? Isn't that how it plays out, guys? Billboards. I hate billboards. Squirrel. You know? But, but it's out there. And billboards are there for a reason, right? 
and, and, and it's to catch your attention. And for guys, most guys struggle with loss of the flesh, and you can't deny it. Make sense? So I can stand here, and I can talk about my failures, because I know there's no temptation or troublesome situation overtaking me, but such is common to man. I mean, I know it, okay? And if you pretend like, oh, yeah, loss of the flesh doesn't bother me at all, then whatever. Um, you, 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 you go talk to the wall. So, I mean, that's just how I feel about it. I mean, I know that that's a struggle from the time of your adolescence. God created you with those desires. It's really okay. It's a godly thing if it's used in a godly way. Make sense? But everything that God made for good, Satan wants to use for evil. Is music good or bad? Yes. It's good. God created music in order for us to worship him, but Satan uses it for evil. Does that make sense? We've got to be careful about that. So, so there is, like in that Hermian Wormy thing, then he, there's this female worm uh, caterpillar who's up Wormy! You know? And he's a hubba, 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 hubba. You know? Because that's exactly what guys do. You know? But we've got to what? Stay on the straight path. Stay on the straight path. Regardless of what it causes you. What does she do? How do you recognize her? She flatters with her, her words. She flatters with her words. Literally, the word there means to divide. Kalak means to divide. You can look up all the, the references here. Um, hence, it means with divided words or forked tongue. And so the flattery, when someone talks with flattery, it's usually without any um, real meaning behind it. They really didn't mean it. They're just trying to what? Butter you up to get you to do something. That's this woman. She, and I just think it's interesting that the word divide too, because when she flatters you, she's trying to really what? Divide you. I'm going to bring up a, we just watched a movie the other night. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it to everybody to watch, but um, it was interesting on the plot line. It was the greatest... The Greatest Showman. It was about P.T. Barnum. And um, anyways, in it, he decides he gets distracted. Okay, he's not a believer, but take this from the believer's point of view, okay? He gets distracted. Make sense? And so he decides he's going to put on this show throughout the United States for this, this woman, you know, and, and, and he, he uh, mortgages everything to do it, right? And anyways, along the way, she is this seductress who is trying to draw him away. And so... But she knows he's married and has two kids. And so he stays on the straight path. When he realizes what's happening, he says, i got to go back home. Kudos for him. He wasn't a believer, but it was moral, right? But that's exactly how it plays out. Sometimes we don't even realize it's what? It's happening. All of a sudden, it's like, here it is, and i got to make a decision. But the flattery happens. She forsakes the companion of her youth. Now, you can read that, and it sounds like she's forsaking the what? Her boyfriend or the guy. It has not, doesn't nothing to do with that. The word companion literally is, is a close friend. It has nothing to do with a guy. So don't put a guy in there. Don't put a spouse in there. That's not what it is. She leaves her close companions. Her, her, so the ones that from the youth probably were the ones who were helping, guiding her, right? Because we have the, the two-fold cord and then the three-fold cord is not quickly broken, right? Well, at that point, she decides what? I don't want what they want anymore. I want to go my own way. So go back up to the way of evil, right? And how they depart from the, 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 right, the upright way to go into the other ways. That's one thing she's done. She's forsaken that. She forgets the covenant of her God. You know, again, as New Testament believers, we consider say, oh, covenant, covenant. That's an Old Testament word. But you know what? There is a new covenant. 
that Jesus died for, in which he gave, put us into. And if you entered into the narrow way, you've entered into the new covenant. And the new covenant says, I will, no longer will you be under the law, but now I'll put my laws upon your heart and in your mind. And so those things are there. And so she forgets this individual. Again, we're picking on a female here, but you can put, excuse me, man in there as well. Okay? Because there's a lot of immoral guys who are seeking to lead women astray. Make sense? So guys, girls, apply it in your own sense. She funnels people to Sheol, the place of death. Sheol is the place of death. It's not hell. However, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, if you've not entered a straight path, when you go into Sheol, which compartment do you go to? To hell. You go to to perdition. You go to separation from God for all of eternity. People continually say, well, I'll, I'll, I'll get saved later. I'm going to have my fun now, and, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll accept Christ later on. What do you do when you die in that car crash? And it's too late. You don't always remember at that last moment. God is a God of grace. And it wouldn't bother me at all if everybody got a chance even before the throne of God. I don't read it in God's word. I don't think it's how it happens. But if God chose to do that, I'd be okay with it because God's a God of grace. But what we know is what he's declared in his word. It is appointed unto man once to die, and after that, the judgment. If you know Christ, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But if you don't know Christ, to be absent from the body is to stand before the white throne judgment of God. And to be separated from God for all of eternity. She funnels people to death. That's the ACDC, highway to hell. The purpose comes right on the heels of this then. It says to us, um, for, verse 21, for the upright will dwell, oh, I'm sorry, verse 20, so you may walk in the ways of goodness and keep to the paths of righteousness. So when wisdom enters your heart, it'll deliver you from these things that we just saw, in order that, so that you may walk in the ways of goodness and keep to the paths of righteousness. We're not going to spend a lot of time on that. We've been talking about that. But goodness is just the goodness of God. And righteousness is, again, according to the, his things. The principle then comes right after that in verse 21. For the upright will dwell in the land, and the blameless, tamim, I want to talk about that in a moment, will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the earth, and the unfaithful will be uprooted from it. So the upright and perfect will dwell in the earth. The word tamim literally um, means to be completely, utterly perfect. That's the word blameless that's there. And so in Ephesians chapter 1, we read... um, Oh, it's going away from me. So Ephesians 1... um, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is blessed with all spiritual blessings in Christ, even as he has... Before him in love. Even as he has... Oh, blessed be... He's blessed with all spiritual blessings. Somebody help me out. He's blessed with all spiritual blessings that we might be before him blameless 
Murray. Then we might be blameless before him in heavenly places, just as he chose us before him in love. And so, but the word blameless there, that we might be before him blameless, is the, again the word for perfection. That we are without blame. Now, the reality is, you think just within yourself, don't give yourself a long time, you're not going to need it. Are you blameless? Can you think of anything in the past where someone could point the finger at you and say, you did that? Make sense? It may be all the way back to your childhood or whatever, but I mean, I, I, mean, I was just reading through the 80 things, my dad's 80th birthday a couple years ago, the 80 things I wrote to him, and one of the things was Polio's Market. And Polio's Market was a little Italian market right next to the church I grew up in. And I would love going in there. I mean, they just had all kind of olives. I grew up in the Italian section of town. Pittsburgh is very ethnic, okay? And I grew up in the Italian section of town. And so Puglio's Market was right there. And they had all kind of olives, man. I love olives. I just love smelling olives. I could have sat in that, that, that market all day. But sadly, I didn't. I pilfered. And, and so I did. I'm being honest, okay? Again, I wasn't saved. I was in my 20s. I pilfered. And I had a cachet under my bed. And my mom and dad found it. Yeah. Moms do sweep underneath your beds sometimes. Anyways, and so my cachet was found out. My sin was finding me out, right? And so I had to then confess where I got this from. And so they just happened to know where Mr. Pulio lived. And so you know what me, mom, and dad just did, right? We went to visit Mr. Pulio. That was a hard day. Does it make sense? Okay. However, I learned a what? I learned a good lesson that day. Okay? And I learned grace as well, because Mr. Pulio could have really taken me up the ladder, and he didn't do anything to me. Okay? But those then who are perfect, clearly I'm not what? Perfect. That's just one of those illustrations. Those who are perfect, well, how do we get our perfection then? From Christ. That he who knew no sin became sin, that we might be take on his righteousness. How cold is that? <laughs> the operating perfect will dwell on the earth. I don't deserve to be there at all. But by his grace, I am. The, the, the promise is there. They shall live. Jesus says, do you believe this? I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And those who live shall never die. Do you believe this? I do. The wicked and unfaithful will what? They'll depart from the earth. They'll die. And they'll spend eternity in hell. So finally, chapter 4, we get into this plea then that Jonah read earlier. Beginning of verse 10. So chapter 4, verse 10, we'll run through this quickly. It says, Hear my son and receive my sayings. The years of your life will be many. I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in right, well-worn paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered. When you run, you will not stumble. That sounds like Isaiah 40, 31, doesn't it? And then the pleas. Retain the way of wisdom. Take firm hold of instruction. You have been led in right paths. Now it's time for you to... Take ownership of it. Take firm hold of instruction. Do not let go. Keep her, for she is your life. Kids, up to early 20s, you're not out of your mom and dad's house yet, wherever that's at, right? You've got to make a decision if it's yours. 
You don't get to heaven on the coattails of anybody. And who you are will play out in the next 10 to 20 years. I can teach, I can inculcate, I can try to encourage all I can with my kids. But when my kids grow older, it ultimately becomes their decision. It's your decision, youngins. Is it yours, or is it just your mom and dad's? You have to take ownership of it. Retain. The first plea is to retain the way of wisdom. Keep your heart with all diligence. Put away from you a deceitful mouth. These are the things that he, he comes into this. Oh, down in verse 23 to 27. These are things that he, he puts there. Keep your heart with all diligence. Put away from you a deceitful mouth. Look, let your eyes look straight ahead. Ponder the path of your feet. And finally, do not turn to the right or to the left. We saw that from Joshua chapter 1 as well. Secondly, not just to retain, but to refrain from the evil way, from the way of evil. And look what he says there in verse 14. He says, Do not enter the path of the wicked. Do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it. Oh, here we go. Avoid it. Do not travel in it. Turn away from it. Pass by it. Why? Temptation's going to be there to do it. It's going to look good. The world's going to make it look good. It's going to look exciting. It's going to look fun. Come on, everybody's doing it. Really? Everybody? Everybody? Well, okay, maybe not everybody. But everybody who's cool. And I remember those days. I remember getting into the things that I got into because my friends, quote-unquote, were doing it. My mom and dad wouldn't have encouraged me to do it. I mean, I already gave you an illustration of what my mom and dad would have done, would have encouraged. But I listened, chose to listen to my friends rather than listening to my parents. And I was led in wrong paths. You have to take ownership of it. Now, adults, don't say, oh, yeah, this is good for the teens to hear. You have to take ownership of it, too. Just coming to church on Sunday doesn't make you a disciple of Christ. You've got to take ownership of it yourself. It's got to be a part of your life on a daily basis. You, as well, are in the workforce. You are in the world. And you are being inundated with these things all the time. Unless you are rooted and grounded in the truth of God and His wisdom is abiding in your heart, then it becomes so easy to walk away. So in the end, upon what path are you walking? What path are you walking? i got to ask myself that all the time. Am I still walking the straight path? With whom, mostly, do you find yourself spending time? Why? I remember a woman years ago, many, many years ago now, not in this church, um, who's, who confessed that she found herself more enjoying the secular families in the sports realm than the church families. Now, if it was outreach, that's a good thing. But it wasn't. Slowly but surely, the ones that you spend time with become those who influence you, and you become more and more morphing to be like them. Be careful. Of, that's why the Word of God says in Hebrews chapter 10, and not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together, and so much more as you see the day 
approaching. Why? Because the closer and closer we get to the end times, evil is going to abound greater and greater, and the love of many is going to wax cold. That's what Jesus said. Teens, who are you wanting to be like? Who has your attention, and who has your ear? Who's your role model? Who, who do you want to be like? I hope it's Jesus. Jesus? I never thought about Jesus. Maybe you need to think about Jesus. He's the guy you want to be. I'm not asking you to be like me. I don't want you to be like me. Man, I don't want you to be like me. But I want you to be like Jesus. I mean, I could pick out some other biblical heroes, it's just, but they would be failures too. It's just that we don't read about their failures. The ultimate person is Christ. Is there then a need to change the way you think and therefore change the way you act? Let's pray. Father, thank you for your love. Thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you, Lord, that you have given us the way of wisdom. And it hasn't changed. It has remained the same through the eons. Your word never changes because you never change. You are the same yesterday as you are today, and you will be forever. Lord, I pray that you will help me, that you will help these others to stay on the straight path, Lord. Lord, for those who may be um, here or listening in or whatever, Lord, who have never entered the straight path, Lord, that you will impress upon them their need to come to you for salvation. That it's not going to be coming through some other means because of their mom and dad, because of their grandma and grandpa, or whatever else. But Lord, that it's got to be they and they alone. And Lord, that they would then enter into that straight path and desire to magnify you. Lord, help us each to be aware, to be aware of the battle that's out there, that Satan wants to distract us. Satan wants us to to be um, turned aside from the straight path. He wants us to be deceived and misdirected. Lord, you've promised when wisdom enters our heart that we would be delivered. So God, I pray that you would help us to seek and to search for the treasure of your word and of your wisdom. And that we then would understand the fear of the Lord. We would understand the knowledge of God. Wisdom then entering in our hearts. And we would listen to your voice. We would hear the guidance of the Holy Spirit. We would turn away from the ways of evil in order that we might delight you in all things. Knowing, Lord, then, that if we seek first your kingdom and your righteousness, all these things will be added unto us. You know our hearts, and you know how you desire to use us. And you can make that path clear and straight. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.